Hello, beautiful people. It's your host, Zoe Gabrielle, and this is another episode of Beyond the Lines. I have a wonderful guest for you, as always. My next guest for this episode is going to be Mr. Mark. He's a musician, he's a traveler, and he's an all-around great person. He has some experiences that he wants to share with us, and hopefully they can inspire you as well, too. Mark, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, my name is Mark. Uh, I'm currently a freshman here at ECU, um, which has actually been an out-of-the-world experience that I would have really? never expected to have been here That's in awesome. the last three years. Um, <laughs> I'm currently majoring in recreational therapy uh, and minoring in psychology here at ECU. I just Recreational therapy was kind of one of those things that I found within the last year of high school that I just opened my mind to look into doing something like physical therapy, occupational therapy, but recreational therapy kind of like entitles everything together. So I was like, okay, this is kind of neat. Okay. I know before we started the episode, Mm -hmm. you were telling me you've traveled to several countries, several cities. Yeah. Can you give us a little brief synopsis of the map that you've been on? Okay. So... Well, okay, so short list, really, um, kind of like within the last three years since I was living in Europe, um, I've been really a lot of central places like within Germany. So I've been to Munich, um, never really got to make it out to Berlin. My mom did, though, a couple of times. Okay. Um, just because when she was a kid, she got to go there uh, when her dad was in the Air Force. Okay. Um, but I went to Munich, um, a little couple central places uh, like Esslingen, which is a really nice place. Okay. Um, that's a weird question, but have you been to Canada? No, <laughs> I haven't. Um, Canada is actually kind of one of like one of the very few other places like on my bucket list. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I went to a couple places in France. I mean, that's the nice thing, though, about being as central as you are in Germany. Yeah. Is because France is like two hours away. Italy is like a six and a half hour drive. Yeah. So like depending on where you go. So, I mean, realistically, we could go pretty much anywhere. You can we take a train. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, flights are dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, you know, train tickets are super cheap. Just like realistically everything. Um, but I mean, yeah, between France, Italy, Germany, um, obviously a couple places in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, for sure. I think though, definitely like on my bucket list, like Canada, I do want to go to New York, like super, super. You've bad. never been to New York? No, I haven't. Oh so my many gosh! People, yeah, I know. So <laughs> many people are surprised by that. They're like, "Dude, you've been like everywhere. Why haven't you been to New York?" I'm like, I just haven't been able to make yeah, it out you there. You need to get there. Yeah. I I've only ever been to like one place by myself, and like I paid for the ticket and everything, and that was oh. New York. I went wow. for an audition, so oh, there you I'm go. pretty proud of myself that I, I made it to New York, so I know now Mark has to get to New yes. York. Yes. I'm starting a petition. Right. Everyone sign. <laughs> yeah, but like definitely New York. Um, I never got to make it out to Greece, which I was kind of sad about. Okay, um, I'll take you to New York if you take me to Greece. All right, that's fair. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know, I've really... Despite everything that's going on in the world right now, yeah. especially, I would have loved to have make it out to like at least somewhere in Russia or at least within that area, just because St. Petersburg Church is just so beautiful to look yeah. at from like pictures and everything. And yeah. just to be physically there would have been like monumental. Yeah. I mean, being as close as I was, you know, to Italy, standing in front of like the, like literally um, the Vatican yeah. to the Colosseum mm-hmm. to like literally everything. It was just like, oh my gosh. 
I will tell you, like, one of my dream places to go is Barcelona, Spain. Um, And I am not going to lie, totally, totally inspired by Cheetah Girls 2. Okay. Absolutely. Not even going to front. So, but I think that's incredible that you've been all over the world. Do you have, like, any experiences that you've taken from that that have helped you? Um, Definitely just, like... Europeans are very easygoing people. Okay. Um, especially like where we were living within Germany, it was more of the older population. So it was like you know grandparents, like in yeah. their seventies, eighties. Mm-hmm. I mean, even nineties. Yeah. And I mean, realistically, they take it day by day. Yeah. They just do. You know, they're the kind of go with the flow people. Very yeah. relaxed. Um, if they have anything on a certain time schedule, they'll do it. The actual but definition of living your best life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, for crying out loud, they go on walks like almost every single time, of the, like literally every time of the day. They'll do, you know, coffee in the park. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I love about that culture is just how much involved they are with just being around and being so social like yeah and just yeah. being you know really having like two green thumbs because i mean they're yeah. super respectful to the planet. animals the planets yeah. you know everything i mean shoot for where we were there was a crop field like right outside behind us so there was like cabbage corn literally anything you name it it was just like okay wow germans like really care about this stuff. that sounds very beautiful yeah well i'm gonna say this starting into the episode that mark is very very well versed in all things travel all things music and with that being said he's going to give us a glimpse into his life at ecu as a freshman i've had several guests on the show who have been in their seniority i will say at ecu so can you give us your experience on how it's been at ecu um you know so far so good uh first semester went really really well um especially you know now I've only been back stateside eight and a half months tops. Okay. Um, so not even a full year yet again. Um, Welcome back to America. Thank you. Um, and it's just been, it's one of those things that I've realized that this is where a lot more is just funnel- like fundamentally made. Mm-hmm. You have those guidelines of these are the classes that are really going to help you to build up to where you want to be at the end of your senior year. So yeah. when you step into the real world and be like, what do I do? Yeah. So for me, from first semester when it started in August until it ended in December, yeah. every single class that I took, I got so much out of like every single one. I mean, even like my English class, I hate writing papers, but I never would have expected that at least the first two papers that I wrote, or at least the first and the third paper that I wrote. Mm-hmm made so much of an impact to when I made my portfolio that I reflected back on it. And I was like, wow, I can actually write. And I made, you know, so many, like, I didn't even make at least a few errors on my papers. Yeah. Um, And I mean, realistically, freshman year is considered the hardest year of college. And I can 100% agree. Um, Culture shock. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um, But I mean, it's been one of those few things that I just like, I look back on already from the first semester to now that it's more of one of those shifting things. It's just all of that. It's a mindset, really. You got to flip it to be like, okay, here's the switch, turn it on. Where do I start? And how do I, you know, keep going on to bring up that success towards my senior year? Yeah, I completely understand. Now, Mark, you are a special guest. I I will say that because you reached out to us Mm -hmm. and that is first for me so uh can you tell me what like 
I guess, sparked inside of you to reach out and want to tell your story. I'm so grateful that yeah. you want it to you. Um, I, again, I am so inspired you. by your story. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about what caught your eye for beyond the lines? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, behind the lines, man, instantly that name just like clicked. It was like, Whoa, okay. Yeah. You guys are definitely, you know, going behind the scenes of doing so many different things yeah. and talking about all of these like different stories that people have had or stuff that's in the media that, you know, needs to be further looked into. Yeah. I mean, to me, stuff like that is kind of like what's important, especially now in the day and age that we're living in. Yeah. I mean, the media has so many different things that people look at one thing and it's really not the truth or, okay, maybe it is that you know, 50-50 toss-up or that 80-20, yeah. mm -hmm. you look at it and it's just like, wow, you guys have actually made like a huge impact. I mean, one of the few teachers that I had from um, Lejeune High School that I went to, yeah, she went here as like, you know, as a pirate yeah. and, you know, for her teaching at Lejeune, she came by in October to see me, Yeah, surprised me out of the middle of nowhere. And she said, have you checked out any of like the media stuff that's at school? I said, well, I'm looking into, you know, maybe you know, behind the lines, checking out the podcast and stuff. And okay. she was like, well, that's a good idea. I said, thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, that's and I mean, wonderful. Yeah, you guys have just like an amazing outlook for a lot of the stuff. So I was like, eh, you know what? Why not step my foot a little bit deeper into the water and yeah. just put some of that information out there? Well, I am truly honored to have you here. Thank you. I know when we were scheduling this, you mm. mentioned that you wanted to talk about your experience with eating disorders. Yeah. That is definitely... A surprise to me not because you know men can't suffer from eating disorders right. just because it's not talked about as much from a male perspective so i'm really interested to hear what you have to articulate or explain about your experience with going through an eating disorder you know if you don't mind mm -hmm. telling us more about kind of how it started or how and how you've healed yeah um well it kind of, I want to say it really started like my junior year of high school, at least like towards the end of it. Because um, while we were still living overseas from March of 2020, when it hit like the 7th mm -hmm. of March, um, we were on strict lockdown from yeah. March up until maybe about August of 2020. Yeah. Um, and it just, it just wasn't real. It wasn't like, it, it didn't feel like something was going on. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've always been a pretty athletic kid. So like, yeah. I mean, I've done cross country all my life. I've played soccer. Mm -hmm. I've been in the gym doing weights and stuff for a, a while. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, when my senior year hit, when August started and then cross country came up, I already started suffering from injuries. Like my knee wasn't doing as well as I expected yeah. it to. Um, and just like overall, my overall energy from, you know, being basically the Energizer Bunny 24 yeah. seven, was just starting to deplete. And I was yeah. like, what is going on? Yeah. And I noticed around, I want to say somewhere towards the end of September, maybe October, mm -hmm. I was eating enough as possible, but it just didn't look like it was giving me enough fuel. Yeah. And come by, you know, at least mid to early November is really when I started to notice changes and something wasn't going right. Um, I'd gone in for like a doctor's appointment one day just mm -hmm. to really make sure something was going on. And I wasn't even at my lowest point in weight yet. I was maybe like 101 pounds at that point. Yeah. And it was scary because, I mean, my mom had no idea what was going on. We were all just kind of like worried at that point, like, what really is going on? Is there an autoimmune disease going on with him? Yeah. Is there something else going on? Because yeah. we had no idea. We hadn't experienced anything like this firsthand. Yeah. And so, you know, I go back, I get my blood work done. And that was the instant where everything had changed. 
Yeah. As soon as the needle went into my arm, everything's going, you know, fine. I passed out. Wow. And it was just like, what the heck happened? Yeah. I had never, you know, experienced anything like that in a long time. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that my mom was there to wake me up and basically try and get me to, you know, refocus and be like, everything's okay. You're fine. Just breathe. It just didn't feel like that. So they Mm -hmm. instantly admitted me to the hospital. I was only there for an overnight stay. Mm -hmm. And the doctor knew, mind you, German, German hospitals are very different (laughs) than Americans. And I, you know, I condone them for doing it completely different because it's nice to see like, is it because of the free healthcare? Oh God, are you (laughs) kidding? Yeah. Um, Moving to Germany. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's one of those things that you just look at it. They have so many different systems of how they label things, how they get things done. Mm -hmm. Basically for, you know, when I was there for the first overnight stay in October, they looked at it and they were like, okay, we know what's going on, but we don't know how to tell you. Yeah. And it was at that point, you know, the doctor said, hey, you know, you're doing okay. Just keep doing what you're doing. Eat a little bit more. You'll be okay. So come by November of uh, my senior year, Mm -hmm. it was probably the weekend after Thanksgiving, more COVID cases started popping up. And mind you, we were in person for school, which was awesome because it was, you know, we basically, class of 21 was basically robbed of a regular year for at least for my school. And we're running through everything. And it was right about after Thanksgiving, like I said, um, just so many more cases and stuff popped up and they sent us home. So we were online school from late November up until maybe sometime in February. Mm -hmm. And that's where everything really, really started to plummet. Mm -hmm. It was just every single day I'd get up, I'd be, you know, perfectly fine. And then I was just like, borderline to my room it was almost like I was already just bedridden at that point because I had no motivation to go outside I had no motivation to talk to anybody and I mean realistically all the people that I was friends with had already moved or just like dropped contact with me so I was realistically by myself all throughout my senior year except for my family and maybe like one or two teachers that I was like super close with so you believe that like COVID is the main stressor for what's kind of what it was the catalyst yeah to i mean your eating disorder yeah it was just like the perfect storm of like everything that could have possibly happened i mean this generation has been so just destroyed they have been out of touch without you know people and communication for the last two years yeah and And it seems like it's been longer you feel you felt deprived yeah yeah and i mean for me i'm one of those people that runs off of energy from other people like when i talk to people or if i'm around people that's how i keep going that's because yeah and that's how i build you know friendships and foundations and when it came to that point where i was home again i lost that yeah and that's where you know everything really changed because by december of you know 2020 I'd gone in for a, um, just a heart appointment to see where everything was. And, you know, everything looked normal. There was nothing wrong with my heart. They just, you know, basically flared it off as, okay, your resting heart rate's normal for someone who's as active as you are. Completely understandable. But mind you, my resting heart rate was like 43. Yeah. Which was like literally scary, if not more possible. No, that's horrifying. Yeah. And it got to the point of, you know, I went in for a gastro um, look probably like a week after, if not a week and a half later. Mm -hmm. And the doctor instantly looked at me and he said, you're being admitted. 
Yeah. There's no question about it. So from that day on, from December, the lowest point that I was weight-wise was 88 pounds. Wow. And it was just like nothing had ever been more scary than to hear that number, see that number, and be like, how could I possibly have gotten myself to be this low? So you stated earlier that you were comfortable with talking about the type of eating disorder that mm-hmm. you, you know, had. So can you, can you be specific and tell us what kind of eating disorder did you suffer from? Yeah. Um, so I had suffered from anorexia nervosa. Mm-hmm. Um, originally what they had kind of classified it as was, um, at first they hadn't even classified it as anorexia. Mm-hmm. They just considered it as a restricted eating disorder, not even labeled it as anorexia, bulimia, mm-hmm. any of those. So it was just kind of strange to see it as, okay, it's just an eating disorder. Yeah. Understandable. Um, but as of discharge, they said, okay, you've been diagnosed with restricted or excuse me, atypical yeah. anorexia, um, which is just one of those forms of, okay, it's classifying those cases. You're mm-hmm. doing every, you know, this is what it's following, mm-hmm. everything else. And it was just like, okay, but... I want a real designated answer, not yeah. just this is the borderline basic. But, or the broad, like, yeah. you know, generic version. You want something specific yeah. so you, you can get specific treatment. Exactly. Did you get that specific treatment there? I did. Um, so it's actually kind of the nice thing. So after I got discharged in December, um, I had had probably, I don't know, four different hospital visits within that year yeah. alone. Um, so after I got discharged in December, I was a little bit better than where I was, um, as of admission, I probably got back up at least to like 95, 97 pounds, which was awesome at that point. Yeah. Uh, Cause it showed that I was actually putting in the work to get better. Yeah. Um, and I'd gone in for another follow-up appointment. Um, and they said, Hey, you know, why don't we just see about, you know, doing an inpatient for you Yeah. sometime in March? And I said, okay. Um, here's the difficult thing. I'm a senior in high school. Graduation's in June. Yeah. So I'm basically going to miss however long of classes and schoolwork. I mean, I was dedicated like every single day. I did not stop working for school or anything despite of everything that was going on because I was like, I want to graduate. You had a lot of stressors. Yeah. And I wanted to get stuff done. And I mean, in the midst of an international move coming back stateside, it was like, oh my gosh, what couldn't come up? Yeah. So did you ever feel as if your dedication to achieving graduation, trying to overcome what seems like the world was falling apart because COVID was a very scary, yeah, uh, something to experience, I should say, because it's not over yet. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, things are somewhat coming back to normal, even yeah. though I still don't know what that word means at this point. Yeah, I mean, we have a new normal now, yeah. but... Still, it's you can't even pull back memories seemingly to compare. Yeah. But do you did you ever have a moment where your I guess your restrictive eating was centered around imagery, like what you looked like? I definitely think so. I mean, for me, it it had never been a big deal of okay, this is an image of myself. You know, I look great. Mm -hmm. Maybe I could be a little bit better, or you know maybe just kind of tailored down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, for being as active as I was, yeah, of course. I always looked at stuff in the media to see, like, okay, how can I get a little bit better? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what things can I do to really just kind of change that, you yeah. know, aspect of myself? Um, 
And I think realistically, just like some of that stuff, when I was looking at it, it was just like, what do I do? You yeah. know, it was at that point, it was, do I make this decision or do I make this one? But what are the benefits of both? Yeah. Or what's, you know, the negative, like what's the negative side of it? Um, and I think, you know, for me, I never, like I did sometimes, image was definitely like a thing, but yeah. at the same time, I never surrounded myself with that kind of group of people in high school that were always so obsessed with themselves. Yeah. Because I was like, it's not healthy. Because that's what, you know, for me, for the high school that I went to mm -hmm. overseas, it was just like, that was kind of like the aspect that a lot mm -hmm. of people were living in. And I yeah. was like, how is that possible? But at some point, my mind just switched and it was like, you're starting to fall down this path. Mm -hmm. Where are you getting caught in the middle to be able to pick it back up and just be like, aware of the situation yeah and that never happened I was never aware of like what was I looking like one day mm -hmm. maybe I look terrible maybe I look okay maybe I look somewhere in between I don't know yeah so you you started off being very comfortable of yeah. who you look like well what you look like and who you are yeah and somewhere between the stressors of COVID and trying to graduate and keep social life mm -hmm. and family and just trying to survive a human experience, that's when you kind of fell into the eating disorder. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, really, I had no idea like anything like that could have been possible in my life. But mm -hmm. I mean, you know, for me, I am a firm believer of things happen for a reason. Yeah. Because, I mean, this was something that I learned a lesson from big yeah. time. Because now with pursuing recreational therapy as, you know, a freshman in college to, you know, going out after senior year with a degree in recreational therapy. Yeah. Gives me that opportunity to teach other people a life lesson. Yeah. Or at least give them those building blocks of, look, if this is what's happening to you right mm -hmm. now, here's what you can do pr to prevent it. If you don't accept that information, I don't know what else to do for you except be there for you throughout every single process and every single step. Yeah. Because I was there in your shoes, in your skin at that point in time. And this is what I can do to help you. So you would say being at the hospital, being surrounded by your family, mm -hmm. that progressed your healing process. Yeah, for sure. And now you're in a much better place. Oh, yeah. Are you comfortable now with like an eating schedule and like working out and things of that nature? Yeah. Or do you feel as if sometimes like, you know, cause we're all humans. So right. Do you feel like there are ever days where y you feel as you may be stressed out and you don't know what to do? Like yeah. you're left in that. There void. are. Yeah. There are definitely some days like that. I mean, I definitely experienced that a lot throughout first semester just because I mean, for from maybe like late October of last semester up mm -hmm. until maybe towards literally the end of the first semester, mm -hmm. I was by myself in yeah. my dorm because my roommate had gone out to move out with one of his buddies mm -hmm. in one of the other dorms. And I was like, all right, well, now I'm really going to have to figure out yeah. what am I going to do? And it was it was hard because I was like, I'm really adulting at this point. I yeah. mean, I've... I hate saying it, but I'm definitely an old head because I mean, <laughs> I've been adulting for a long time, yeah. at least way before a lot of my peers. And maybe some, to the point where you didn't even realize. Yeah. You know? And it's just, it's one of those things that I look at now and I'm like, wow. Okay. So mm -hmm. I've been doing this a lot longer than most of my age group. Um, but no, I mean, realistically now it's just, I'm one of those people that's a stress not eater versus a stress eater because yeah. it's definitely one of those things like if I'm a, under a lot of stress or under a lot of pressure, some days like my brain and my stomach will be like... It just will slip your mind. Yeah, it's yeah. like, did 
we eat at all today or what's going on? And I mean, now, I mean, I completely respect a lot of the stuff that ECU has done for me at this point, because Mm -hmm. after putting my foot in the door for a lot of stuff last semester, being able to talk to one of the dietitians here, she has been over the top amazing. I mean, I love Dr. Finney. Basically, she has been one of the very few people that's helped me out here. And I think, you know, a lot of people that go here that may be suffering a lot of that same situation, reach out to her because, I mean, she's helped me regardless of everything. Yeah, there were some points of like my mind that was like, maybe I'm not ready to accept any of the help still. Yeah. But at that same point in time, it was like. You have to be healthy yeah. to, to get through college to survive. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you that you got to the point where you were able to start to find that balance and find out what's good for you because you. there's no guaranteed answer or formula yeah. for what is right. So, exactly. And I'm proud of your friends for being like so open because yeah. trying to disclose something like that, that can be scary, yeah. especially as like a male because you don't know if they're going to react in a way that's like, oh man, like that's not an eating disorder. You're yeah. just watching your weight but i know like uh for a a male experience it may have been like the aspect of i'm getting too thin and i want to look like i don't know ryan reynolds or something um so did you ever experience something like that there's definitely a lot of that i think that kind of came into play it was like wow you know especially like now from where i was over a year ago yeah i've definitely looked at like so many different people of like wow, you know, I kind of want to aspire to be something like that. Yeah. But I know now the answer is, this is what the media is trying to push out. Yeah. The best version is yourself. Exactly. And that's what I've been trying to keep, you know, in my mind and surfaced for over the last year of like, the only better version of anything or of you is you. Would you say a year marks a full fully recovered person or do you think that that also is based off of the individual i think it's just based off of the individual i mean for some people a year maybe yeah it's definitely a full recovery status i mean for right now i've been like i said i've been in a full year of recovery which is crazy to think about um but i mean literally i'm gonna add applause like live applause and then i'm gonna (laughs) add applause to you you are so incredible that's that is just so I don't want to keep saying inspiring because I don't yeah. want you to think I'm being condescending because that's not the case. It's right. just you admitted like you had a lot of culture shock yeah. from dealing with the pandemic with then coming forth and going to university. Yeah. All of that can be really, uh, it can, it can be really shocking yeah. to your system. You yeah. want to survive what it is to be in a pandemic yeah because that's scary but you also want to like have fun you're a young person you should be able to have that that's your innate right so Mm -hmm. with that we are going to take a break again mark i just want to thank you so much for coming on to the show thank you and telling us your story when we come back we're going to ask mark some questions about how what he would say to his younger self if he had the opportunity to discuss some of the things that he's been through any advice to our listeners and lastly we are going to close out with a game are you ready for a speed round of shazam yeah okay let's do it if you guys didn't know mark did mention that he's a lover of classic rock so we're going to test out his skills to see how great a fan he is of all things (laughs) glam rock and uh 
I feel like there's another category, but I feel like glam rock is probably the only thing that matters because yeah. all I'm thinking about is Kiss and Cinderella. Oof. And oh, <laughs> Cinderella's so good. Maybe I should say punk rock too okay. because I do I do like the Ramones as well. Hey, but now I can't no play it because I just said it. No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to take that break and we will be back shortly. We are back to the episode. We had a well-rested break, a whole eight hours. Um, <laughs> we were, this is actually the next day. Ooh. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But we are back to the episode. Now, Mark, can you please tell us, what would you say to your younger self if you could say anything whatsoever? It could Uh-oh. be a letter, three sentences, one word, anything to help you probably get through that process. Um... Man, uh, okay. Well, younger me, um, definitely don't be afraid to try anything new. Okay. Um, kind of don't be discouraged away from looking at anything that may seem too big because you're the little fish in the giant ocean. Okay. Anything like that, you can step in no matter what kind of, you know, challenges in front of you. You can pick it up. Yeah. Look at it a certain way and be like, okay, which way can you go? Yeah. Um, and just be, you know, be there to do stuff that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what other, you know, other people think at this point. Focus on yourself and get through whatever you possibly can. Solid advice. Now, I do have to ask, if mm-hmm. you are, if you had that capability to tell anyone that is going through something similar that you did mm-hmm. right now, what would be your advice to them? Don't be afraid to speak up. Okay. Voice is probably one of the very few things that literally can encompass anything for somebody at any point in time. Yeah. Your voice is so important that when you're lost in a crowd and you speak up, somebody may not seem like they hear you, but they can hear you and will get to you as soon as possible. And that's what I didn't do in the first place. I didn't speak up. Yeah. These people implemented into their life, like into my life because they saw something was going wrong. Yeah. So when you, you know, when something doesn't seem right, especially in your life or in mm-hmm. somebody else's, don't be afraid to speak up. Yeah. Well, I had such a great time speaking to you. Yeah, I did too. Thank you. I hope to have you on the show again. Yeah. And if you are listening to this podcast and you are dealing with an eating disorder or anything stress induced and you feel as if your mental health is declining, know that ECU has a plethora of resources at hand. ECU cares is a true statement. Yeah. We will list all the resources for ECU Cares as well as the National Eating Disorder Hotline to call if you think that you or a friend is suffering. Now it is time to play a game. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Okay. Let's see how good my knowledge is at this point. <laughs> okay. You have exactly 10 seconds of each song okay. to listen to. And 10 seconds to guess, guess the artist. I can't speak. You have 10 seconds to guess the artist. Okay. Oh, uh, Purple Haze, Jimi Hendrix. Wow. Four seconds exactly. Okay. Next one.
Take me out, Fresh Turner? No, 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 no. No. Uh, Four. Ah, no. Five. Six. I should know this. This is so seven, bad. Eight. Nine. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The answer was school's out. Alex Cooper. Ah, Cooper. Yeah. Okay. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. Under Pressure Queen featuring David Bowie. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now you saved yourself. You redeemed yourself. I did. Great. I did. <laughs> now, I'm definitely saying you need to, to be taken out for a drink. Thank you. Um, also karaoke because. Oh, yeah. Again, you're the music man. Oh, yeah. Now, thank you so much for coming on to the show. And I really want to reiterate, if you are a person that is going through a stressful time, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. It's never an issue to put yourself first and say, I can't handle taking on all the burdens of the world. And you're not alone. Now, as I say, every weekend because I record on Fridays. But as I say, every week for every episode, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe if you're on a platform that enables you to do that. And remember that the world is a better place simply because you are in it. This has been another episode of Beyond the Lines. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.